1: Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com.
2: Hold it, hold it, hold it right there.
3: This is an official warning from Special Agent Bernard P. Fife with the FBI the Federal Bureau of Information. You see, the Todd Stern Show contains completely unapproved information, humor, and patriotism. And from time to time, actual quotes from the Bible. And we all know how many years that got Aunt B on January 6th. So for your safety and edification, tune now to an approved source. You got your PBS, CBS, Barney, ABC. Barney, Barney, Barney.
2: Uh, uh, Floyd, I'm kind of busy here. Uh, Elon
3: Musk is on the phone.
2: Is he going to let me back on it, Twitter?
3: Oh, no, 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 no. He wants you to shut up.
1: Oh, brother. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. I don't know what the FBI is up to here, and I had no idea that Barney Fife is now apparently an FBI, Federal Bureau of Disinformation agent. Uh, Wow. Uh, Good to have you with us today. What a wild and weird weekend we had, and we're going to get through all of the, uh, the bombshells that dropped over the weekend uh, involving Twitter, the Twitter files, hashtag Twittergate. We've been all over the story, and uh, we're going to break this down so you can understand what actually happened. But here's what you need to understand. The FBI being used by the Biden administration to silence dissent on social media. We we now know beyond a shadow of a doubt because we had the proof that it actually happened on Twitter, and we also have to believe it happened on Facebook and on Google. So a lot of information to get through today. Are you surprised by what you heard, by what you learned over the weekend? Are are you shocked by what you heard over the weekend, and do you believe that it actually influenced the 2020 presidential election, but not just the 2020 presidential election? We also know, we have evidence now, coming from Arizona, that Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, running for governor, actually ordered Twitter to silence her dissenters on social media. So now there's a very real possibility, and we're going to be talking to Carrie Lake tomorrow on the program, there's a very real possibility that the Arizona gubernatorial race could have been impacted as well. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now tomorrow, big election day in the state of Georgia. Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker going at it. Just about every headline I've seen is very discouraging for Republicans. And look, at the end of the day, we will know by tomorrow who won the day. But my concern is a very real concern. We're going to be talking with Martha Zoller from WDUN in just a little while. But my concern is about getting out the vote. Tomorrow you're going to have bad weather but you got to still get out. You got to go vote. Beyond that, I'm very concerned about the establishment Republicans in Georgia and whether or not they will try and sabotage the election. You say, well, Todd, what are you talking about? Well, the lieutenant governor of Georgia, a guy by the name of Jeff Duncan, is is out there, and he's saying that he didn't vote for Herschel Walker. He calls Herschel Walker a terrible candidate. Take a listen.
4: Earlier today, CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian discussed the runoff election with the lieutenant governor of Georgia. The Republican explained why he decided not to vote for fellow party
5: member Herschel Walker. I'm a conservative. Uh, I'm a conservative because I think it's the best way to govern. Uh, I've been a Republican a lot longer than a lot of folks. I think I've got kids probably that could articulate the conservative platform better than some of the candidates that Donald Trump and, and his uh, his group uh, supported all across the country. You know, this wasn't the right brand for, for Republicanism. And I think uh, Herschel Walker will probably go down as one of the worst Republican candidates in, in our party's history.
1: All right. That, and that was not just some random... Republican, that's the lieutenant governor of the state of Georgia, who's out there effectively campaigning against the party's nominee. What in the world are you folks doing in the state of Georgia? I mean, this is this has got to be outrageous. You know what? It's one thing to say, and, and look, we will have that conversation. Uh, the day after the election, on Wednesday, we will have that discussion about whether or not Herschel Walker was the worst candidate uh, in the history of the Republican Party in Georgia. We will have that conversation, but now is not the time for that conversation. Now is the time for all hands on deck to stop this radical agenda from Joe Biden and the Democrats in the United States Senate. How hard is that for people like Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor of Georgia, to get Again, the guy's a Republican, not a Democrat. He's a Republican. And my concern is there may be a lot more like him. Now, I will say this, and we will, again, do a deep dive, regardless of what happens, on Wednesday. But I will say this. If Jeff Duncan wanted to raise those concerns, the appropriate time would have been during the primary process. When we raise those concerns. But what happened? After Herschel Walker got the nomination, we jumped on board. And you know why? Because we've got to stop the radical Democrat agenda. And as near as I can tell, and Jeff Duncan certainly disagrees with me, I would rather have Herschel Walker in the United States Senate than a pro-abortion communist. But Jeff Duncan doesn't seem to think there's a difference between the two. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's going on with your lieutenant governor. I don't know what's going on with the Republican Party there in Georgia. But you guys have some problems down there that you've got to address. By the way, uh, President Trump, nowhere to be seen. They uh, And we still haven't gotten – we had Herschel on the show Friday, and I'm not sure we got a clear answer on why president trump was not there herschel said he would love to have the president campaign uh, but as far as boots on the ground we never got a clear explanation of of what actually happened there so the question is will that actually hurt voter turnout i don't know we will see but at this stage of the game uh there are a lot of nervous nellies in georgia are you one of them we've got a lot of Georgia listeners, a lot of radio stations carry this program across the Georgia, across the state. 844 747 8868 is our toll free telephone number. Are you optimistic? What are you hearing? What is the mood on the ground? This is the headline from Politico Republican hopes fade as Warnock momentum picks up in Georgia. And they're talking about how Herschel Walker, or her, rather, uh, Raphael Warnock, is out there holding events around the clock. Herschel Walker, not so much. You know, it's interesting. They asked me uh, to get out there on the campaign trail for Herschel, and we told them we were happy to do so and actually cleared off our calendar so we could accommodate the campaign. And they kept calling and calling. We're going to be in touch. We're going to be in touch. We're going to be in touch. Uh, Nobody ever got in touch. I don't know what that was all about. But again, we were happy to throw in and do what we could do to help the the Walker campaign. So I hope they've done enough, and I hope they've been doing enough events to get out the vote. A CNN survey released Friday shows Warnock with a narrow lead over Walker among likely voters. That's 52 to 48 percent. Independent voters broke for Warnock 61 percent to 36 percent. And that again, the last polling data was uh, November twenty-five through twenty-nine. All right, so we're going to take a break here, and we're gonna. I, I would like to hear from you, folks. Uh, what's going on in this Georgia race? Also, we're going to jump into Twittergate, and we're expecting more Twitter finals to be released today. It's it's pretty terrible what's happening on social media. toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 folks got to check out our website we have some great great stuff on, uh, on ToddSterns.com. Great stories. Be sure to check that out. We'll be right back. There's no question, folks. America is hurting. Crime and inflation are out of control. It can be so discouraging, but there is hope. If you're a senior, you remember better than anyone how strong America can be when we work together. And that's why I urge you to join forces with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC exists to enrich the lives of seniors and uphold freedom for all Americans by fighting for conservative causes. Membership comes with discounts on hotels, restaurants, cell phone service, and much more. And my friends at AMAC offer advisory services on things like Medicare, financial planning, and Social Security. Becoming a member of AMAC is easy, and it only costs $16 a year. Go to amac.us to sign up today. I'm a proud member of AMAC, and you should be, too. Go to amac.us now. Join millions of other AMAC members receiving unparalleled benefits while we work together to get America back on track, join AMAC today at amac.us/starns. That's amac.us/starns. You know what's interesting about the lieutenant governor of of Georgia, Jeff Duncan. The guy says that he didn't vote for Warnock. He didn't vote for Herschel Walker. So this guy literally shows up, stands in line to go vote on Election Day. When it comes time to pull the lever and there's only one race on the ballot, he says, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good here. I'm not gonna. Nah, I can't vote for any of these guys. What kind of a moron does that? No, seriously. What kind of a moron actually stands in line at a at a voting precinct and knowing they're not going to be voting for anybody? Why are you doing that unless you're making some sort of a political statement? But this guy, Jeff Duncan, the Republican lieutenant governor of Georgia, is now like the darling of CNN, the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Thank you, Judge Joe Brown. Hey, Let's go to the phones here. Nick on the line from Salem, Oregon. KYKN, our great affiliate there. Hey, Nick, what do you make of this Herschel Walker story?
6: Well, I'm wondering... When people are operating on principles, you know, we, think, uh, we know that Herschel Walker, based on his uh, off-the-cuff comments, that man is con- a principled conservative and a principled Christian. It's deep roots from his young, young life. But you know what? Socialists are also principled in what they believe. And I don't think a socialist is uh, uh, worried about lying to make things happen uh, to their end. So I'm thinking, why would the staffers on Herschel's campaign, not return your calls. You know, you would be a great spokesperson on his behalf uh, to help him with the campaign. So what's the mo? you know, because you have people at the federal level shooting down uh, America first conservatives with their mouths. So why not put that, Could that m- big money influence be lining somebody's pocket on Herschel's campaign to just, nah, I forgot to make that phone call back, you know?
1: Well, so you think there may be somebody inside the campaign that may be uh, sabotaging?
6: True. I, I don't know who's in charge of the phones and the messaging and, and how th- those calls are distributed. But, uh, you know, when there's people trying to make things happen on behalf of Herschel, and they're not happening, or at least you're not getting a call back and just, we can't fit you in or whatever, makes you wonder, is, is the, are the right people getting the, the messages?
1: Well, could be. I I don't know, Nick. Uh, it just seems to me that there's a lot of confusion there. Um, we're again. I was happy to do it. If they want us out there, I said I would even come on my own dime. They said yes, let's do it. Uh, and they've reached out a number of times over the past couple of weeks, but uh, then you know we don't get the calls. But that's not the point because I've got plenty of other stuff I could uh, you know I can be doing. Uh, the point is this is a very important race. And it's all hands on deck. And when you've got the lieutenant governor of the state of Georgia, who is a Republican, openly out there saying that Herschel Walker is a terrible person, he's a rotten candidate, and he didn't vote for the guy, I got a problem. I got a problem with that. A big problem.
6: Got to, there has to be some motivation for him to open his mouth and do that. that what is the motivation? You know, when, when uh, Obama made it into office, I had to really dig deep and think, okay, my dad taught me, look below the surface. So what's flowing on below the surface of what we see to cause that man make those types of comments at this point?
1: Well, we know for a fact that uh, that this guy is is a is a never Trumper, and I mean an extreme never Trumper. Got the Trump derangement syndrome TDS uh, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. So maybe maybe that's it. Nick, appreciate the call, and it's an interesting thought here. Um, are there are there establishment Republicans on the campaign? Maybe working against Walker. Uh, let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. David W D U N. Uh, David, what are you guys hearing? What are you seeing there? Boots on the ground.
7: Well, I heard uh, Martha olive this morning as I was going to work, and he was leaving a rally, uh, Herschel was, and uh, in Dawsonville headed to a rally in Ellijay, which is about 30, 40 miles away, said he was going to another rally this evening. So I think Herschel's uh, he's just not out there with the big money. What I've noticed is um, every ad, on youtube and on our local television is warnock i mean every i think all the money flooding in is just kind of keeping him suppressed but i I do think he is you know out there working
1: well i'd like to know where all the trump money is you know there was a lot of money raised by the trump campaign to help these candidates in the midterm election now is the time to use that money uh there in in And the other issue there David I appreciate that he's up in LJ, Georgia and some of those areas but those are republican those are pretty red areas he needs to be he needs to be courting those independent voters uh, especially down in the metro Atlanta area if there are any left I agree I agree well, you're, and you're not wrong about the money here, David. Um, I mean, Warnock has just, it's insane the amount of money that he's been able to generate. Question I would have for the Republicans, what's going on there? Uh, why is it that the Republican Party there in Georgia can't seem to raise that much money?
7: Yeah, I, you know, I all I've noticed is, you know, in the mail every day, it's Warnock stuff. Even my Seven-year-old when she's watching, you know, her little kid shows on YouTube. In between, will be a Warnock ad. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. He's on, you know, every ad, every channel is Warnock.
1: Well, it's look. Um, the reality here is, if the Republicans don't get out and vote, and I get it, you may not like Herschel Walker. He certainly wasn't my pick, and the only reason he wasn't my pick is he refused to campaign against or uh, debate during the primaries. With his fellow Republicans, I always have a big problem with it. That's a red flag in my estimation. David, I appreciate I appreciate that call. Thanks for the observation. Let's go to Susie in Georgia. Hey, Susie, uh, what's what's your take here? What am I missing?
8: Hey, Todd, I don't know and I don't understand it either. But it's not just Jeff Duncan; it's Gary Black who was running for Senate. He's on that on that ad too. And I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I said. You call yourself a Republican, and he's supposed to be a big church man in a church close to us, and he's stabbing Herschel in the back?
1: So you're telling me there's an ad that's... What's what's this ad? I haven't heard about the ad.
8: There's an ad on with Jeff Duncan and Gary Black saying that uh, Herschel is a very, very bad candidate.
1: Oh, boy. That's... You see, Susie, this is my problem with the establishment wing of the party. Is it that it's it's their way or the highway? If their candidates, pardon me, if their candidates are not the nominees, then fine. They, they're taking their ball, their bat, they're going home. But then, but when their candidates, when their guys are the candidates and the nominees, they expect all of us to shut up and go vote.
8: Right, I, I can't understand that, Todd. Why would you? I mean, because you got beat? Did you want the nominee? and you call yourself a conservative Republican, why are you going to turn around and do this to Herschel? I it, don't understand that.
1: Susie, it's a great question, but I think at the end of the day, they know that if Herschel Walker wins, this is a win for Donald Trump, and they don't want Trump to get a win here. They don't. They they want to destroy Trump, and they feel like they can do that by throwing the U.S. Senate race in the state of Georgia.
8: Yes, yes, and uh, I'll be there early tomorrow, and I will not be voting for Warnock and talking about Martha Zoller she has this preacher on there with her Todd and he's a black young man and he is for Warnock
1: oh geez alright Susie we're going to talk to Martha Zoller later on in the program uh, to find out what the heck is happening out there thanks for the call 844-747-8868 that is our phone number this is the Todd Stearns Radio Show my is excited to announce the original my slippers are back in stock just in time for the holidays last Christmas you made our slippers the number one selling my product and now they've added smaller sizes larger sizes and even wider sizes in all new colors what makes my slippers different is the exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers my slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable extremely durable and they help relieve stress on your feet from all the running around this holiday. You can wear them anytime, anywhere and save $90 off with promo code STARS. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love My Slippers, and now they're extending their 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to mypello.com and use promo code STARNS or call 1 800 839 8506 promo code STARNS to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only forty nine ninety eight a pair.
7: Todd, not sure
3: what's going on, but just heard of this group called the Republican Pac-8 with commercials on the radio saying they're conservative Republicans but couldn't vote for Herschel Walker. They don't endorse Warnock, but they darn sure are against Walker as well, like they don't want people to vote. So again, don't know what's going on, <clears throat> on and don't know what this group is, but that's what's being broadcast on local radio
1: all right that's brian from warner robbins georgia using our uh, shout out app uh, you can go to our website tonsterns.com, click on our live show blog and you'll find the link to the app not only can you listen to the show On uh, whatever your smartphone device is, uh, but you're also going to be able to have access to 24 hours of great conservative talk radio. Uh, Let's go to Jason in Gainesville, Georgia, WDUN. Hey, Jason, what's on your mind today?
9: Hey, buddy. Uh, It's just amazing to me that we're we're missing the whole picture. I mean, our Secretary of State that could have overturned the election, that has been after Trump since day one, that is still flaunting his recorded phone call of trying to go after him and now he's against herschel i mean the the fix is in in georgia and one more point as far as going along with the sweet lady that called a minute ago martha zoller i listen to her every morning just to find out which what the other side's thinking i mean she's the biggest never trumper i've ever heard in my opinion
0: well
1: she's going to be on this program coming up and uh i have uh, so why you say she's a never trumper uh, what's your evidence of that
9: well, it's generally, just listening to her, it's my opinion that she's, she's not, the, she would be much more on, the perhaps to the Santa side, the much more mainstream Republican, the good old boy system, and it's just my opinion. And then again, you listen to her, she's generally got the Democrats on that she's agreeing with. She's a, she seems to be, and it's something you might ask her about. She's a big proponent of pajama boy, and I can't recall his name at the moment.
1: Pajama boy. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. So Jason, okay. Yeah. So we'll ask we'll ask Martha about that. And you know, I mean, she's pretty straightforward about her positions. And um as far as I know, she's been a Trump supporter. So we'll ask about that when she comes on. Jason, appreciate the uh the call there. 844 747 8868 That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868 By the way, did you hear this crazy story out of Moore County, North Carolina? So here's the deal. By the way, that's the home of the Pinehurst Golf Resort, some of the finest golfing in America right there in uh, Moore County, North Carolina. Anyway, somebody shot up a couple of substations and knocked out the power. Power could be out until they're saying possibly Thursday. And uh, they're talking about 40, more than 40,000 customers. They have about 100,000 people that live there. So this is a big deal. Uh, the schools are shut down, state of emergency, got a curfew. So there was a transgender activist on social media, and this gal who is of the confused pronoun crowd, she's hypothesized that this was really an attack on the LGBT community. It just so happened that there was a drag show Scheduled in Moore County, North Carolina on Saturday night, which is when the attack happened on the substations. And the word is that because of these locals and their opposition to the drag show, that apparently some conservative right wingers went out and shot up the electrical grid and and brought down the entire power grid in Moore County. So the sheriff is holding, and this was on Saturday. People were going nuts over this. So finally, the sheriff holds a press conference. They get everybody together, and the reporters are, of course, asking, was this an attack on the LGBT community in Moore County, North Carolina? And the sheriff says, what are you people talking about? So the sheriff says they were aware of the false reports on social media, and he said, look, to their knowledge, this has nothing to do with the drag show. This has nothing to do with an attack on the LGBT community. And who knows? I mean, it very well may turn out to be. But the, the point is that nobody knows because it's still under investigation. And you have all these people out there speculating this is some sort of a gay hate crime. Well, who's to say it could be somebody who's just disgruntled at the golfing community and wanted to shut down the golf courses? Or it could have been that somebody had a problem with the churches in Moore County, wanted to shut down all the churches. I, you can just go down the list here, folks. But again, all of these, uh, the rumors, and in your window, it's like, come on, give me a break here. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I mean, it's a bad situation, though with the hospitals on the generator and uh, I don't know. I mean, regardless of, they called it vandalism. That's not vandalism. The sheriff said this was very intentional. And if that's the case, that was domestic terrorism. I don't care who you are or who you were going after. It's domestic terrorism. Meanwhile, today at the Supreme Court, yet another case involving religious liberty and the LGBT movement. This case uh, involves a, Web designer. Her name is Lori Smith. You know, she's been on our show several times in the past talking about her case. And Ms. Smith has a lot in common with the cake artist, Jack Phillips. And of course, Jack was targeted by the same Colorado agency that is now threatening Lori. And these Colorado officials, man, do they hate Christians. I mean, they hate you folks. And they're trying to, they're still trying to punish Jack Phillips, even though he got a Supreme Court victory. But unfortunately, it was a narrow victory. So uh, he won his court case, but it really only impacted him, not every baker, not every wedding planner, not every artist in the nation. So anyway, Lori uh, owns a design business. She creates websites. Uh, She is also a devout Christian. And because of her religious beliefs, she cannot celebrate any weddings that are inconsistent with her beliefs. And the state of Colorado is saying, well, no, you don't have a right to do that. As a matter of fact, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit issued an unprecedented ruling which argued the state can compel Lori to express messages that contradict her religious beliefs. In other words, the court is saying, we don't care if you're a Christian, you're going to make the cake that blasphemes God. Now I have a question for the people in the, in the the judges over at the U.S. Court of Appeals. Do you think they would have issued the same ruling if it had been Muslims? If Lori Smith had been a Muslim, do you think – that they would have said, you know what, Lori? Uh, we'll call her Lori Muhammad, uh, Miss Muhammad. You're going to have to make a, you're going to have to make a website that that speaks ill of the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> Do you think the court would? No, of course not. They'd be terrified. And I suspect the only people that this law really impacts would be Christians and Jews everybody else they're protected so you're not going to go in and again it's you know these LGBT activists they're cowards but they're not stupid and I say that and I want to explain why so look you're a let's just say you're an you're an LGBT you're a gay activist and you're going after you're going after the Christians you know why you're going to go after the Christians because the Christians don't fight back. Well, we just have to turn the other cheek. That's what Jesus would do. And so they turn the cheek, but they never tell you what happens when they turn all of their cheeks. Right? You got to fight back sometime. But no, that's not what the Christians do. They just sit there and they take it and they surrender at the end of the day. And that's why the activists like to target the Christians. They're easy pickings. But they're not going to go after the Muslims, and there are two reasons why. Uh, number one, they're terrified because they've seen the news, and they see what happens when you go and and do something like that. Actually, there's only one reason. They're terrified, and they're cowards. Otherwise, why is it, by the way, that it's only Christians they go after? Have you ever thought about that? It's, it doesn't matter if they're wedding planners or photographers or bakers. They only target the Christians. They don't target the Muslims. I'm just telling you. You can Google it yourself. 844 747 and I'm not saying that the Christians need to behave like the Muslims. I'm just telling you that you've got to stand up and you've got to fight for your rights. And that's why I'm glad Lori Smith is out there fighting for her rights, and she's doing it the legal way. 844-747-8868, that's our toll-free telephone number. Should someone like Lori Smith, she's got a business, she will design a website for you, should she be forced to bow down to the LGBT activist? Should she be forced to comply with their demands? 844-747-8868 8447478868 is our number we'll be right back The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA, you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. so uh, Congressman James Comer is now saying that Twitter employees are going to be taken to court over the the Biden story. Let's take a listen, cut nine.
3: We know from CBS's forensic audit the laptop is legitimate, and now we know from Elon Musk that there was correspondence between the Biden campaign and the Democrat National Committee to suppress this story. I believe this story would have had a huge impact. On the presidential election. We had a very close presidential election. And when you look at what's in the laptop, it's very concerning. There was no evidence ever at any time that the laptop story wasn't legitimate. The New York Post did a great job. I'm glad they're being vindicated. But this story is just beginning, Jason, because we're going to have every single person at Twitter that was involved in this in front of the House Oversight Committee as soon as possible.
1: And I hope he does. It doesn't matter if they were the janitor at Twitter HQ. Everybody involved in this needs to be brought to justice. And by the way, of course, we all knew the laptop was real. Biden was out there, though, claiming from day one that the laptop was a smear, that it was a Russia collusion hoax, that it was misinformation. Cut number eight.
0: Fifty former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think
2: that the stories from the fall about your son Tucker were Russian disengagement <laughs> as his campaign, like
0: said. Yes, yes, yes.
10: I know you'd ask it. I have no response.
0: It's a last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all.
1: But it's all true. It's all true. And Joe Biden is a liar. By the way, you know who's been mysteriously AWOL here? Those 50 former intelligence officials. Where are those people? Why aren't they being held to account here? And for that matter, what about all of the military people that Joe Biden laid out there in his comments? So they, he can say what he wants to say, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, we now know the laptop story is real and the Biden administration, they picked up the phone, called Twitter headquarters and told them what to remove. And every time Twitter responded with one word, handled. They handled it. So you have to wonder, if all of this was going on over at Twitter, what was going on over at Facebook? What's been going on at Google and is still going on over there? Where if you even remotely say something that might be considered negative against Joe Biden, you're automatically censored on Facebook. I mean, you think, folks, this is real. And the fact is that the people on Twitter – They sabotaged the 2020 presidential election. Now, we don't know how many votes may have been swayed, but we do know this, that had the American people, and there was a survey, there was a survey done, had the American people known about Hunter Biden's laptop, it would have changed their vote in the presidential election. So now you understand why they had to stop all of this, including CNN, cut number seven.
4: This These are documents related to the internal discussions at Twitter in 2020 around a laptop that was found at a uh, laptop repair shop. shop that contained all kinds of really outrageous stuff from the president, now president's son, right? And inside Twitter, what you can see are all of these people who work there saying, is this real? This feels like Russian disinformation. Maybe it is real. Real arguments about how they should treat this material in an election year. Now, what some want you to think is that this was censorship by big tech. And that's why the president is saying you should throw out the Constitution because big tech is in cahoots with American democracy. That's what the president thinks. But what it sort of shows is a real struggle at an important platform for how to deal with something so outrageous, so explosive, and, and what to actually do with it.
1: So all I can say is God bless Elon Musk. Had it not been for him, we wouldn't know any of this. And he's promising to release more Twitter files today. They're going to be naming names, so you're going to be able to see the people, who they are, see the people on the Biden team who are demanding that things be taken down. But it's really appalling. They were going after everybody, from James Woods to uh, the people who were just your next-door neighbors. I mean, you don't want to call them nobodies, but they're not celebrities. They're just regular Joes. They were going after everybody. I mean, it really is shocking the level of censorship that was happening. And by the way, it was all on the... It was all on the conservative side. They weren't out there censoring liberals. They weren't out there silencing leftists. They were going after the conservatives. Now, I don't know what it's been like for you, but since Elon Musk has taken over, it's uh, we've we've seen a pretty significant uptick now in our Twitter traffic, and, and we're pretty thankful for that. I mean, look, we don't pay the bills over there, so they can do whatever they want to do. But it's nice to know that we're not being censored. It's nice to know we're not being shadow banned anymore. All right, uh, coming up. In uh, just a little while, we've got a crazy story out of Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Folks, you're not going to believe this. First of all, this Eureka Springs, a big tourist destination in the Ozark Mountains. Also, it's a very popular place with the um, uh, with the LGBT crowd. And there is a huge controversy over the nativity scene. So... Eureka Springs is also home to the Great Passion Play. Huge event, tens of thousands of people every year go to see the Passion Play. So in the off season, the Passion Play folks are in charge of uh, setting up the big nativity scene in the in the city park. Folks, th- that nativity has been in that park since 1950 and now city leaders have ordered the Great Passion Play to remove Joseph, Mary and the baby Jesus. I mean, we're not talking about Berkeley, California. We're talking about Eureka Springs, Arkansas, for crying out loud. Anyway, the good news here is that the folks who run the Great Passion Play politely told City Hall to go take a fly and flip. They said they're not moving anything. Can you believe it? Christian's taking a stand in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We're going to be talking to the director of the Great Passion Play coming up. Also, Jeff Katz is going to be here. We have a crazy story out of um uh out of virginia we'll tell you about that as well all right 844-747-8868 this is the todd Stern Show.
7: hi everyone if you've been injured
11: in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth
0: Thanks,
11: John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
12: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's
0: us, that's right. I love this American
12: ride. Todd Starnes. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, hello everybody. Welcome to hour two of the big show. Happy to have you with us today. Big news developing at the Supreme Court where... It looks like the conservative majority, based on the questions they've been asking, uh, may be preparing to rule in favor of that Christian graphic designer who uh, didn't want to create websites celebrating same-sex weddings. So we're going to keep you updated on that. You never know where the chief justice is going to go on this. And I say that because last night they had the big Kennedy Center Awards. Oh, Amy Grant was there. She looks sort of out of place amongst all the uh, the far leftists up there. But anyway, uh, Paul Pelosi was seated right down from President Biden. Looking, It looks like he's had a miraculous recovery for a guy that was nearly beaten to death with a hammer, allegedly. Uh, he's up. He looked great. Uh, no sign of the injuries and having a good old time. Anyway, uh, Chief Justice Roberts gave, John, gave uh, Paul Pelosi a standing ovation last night. Uh, at the kennedy Center awards so you really never know where uh, roberts is going to is going to come down on these uh, rulings all right 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 want to go to the patriot mobile newsmaker line our good friend she is a talk radio host at wdun martha zoller martha good to have you with us today
11: Hey, Todd, it's great to be here.
1: All right, so before we jump into this, uh, we got a caller who said, that, and we defended your honor here, uh, said that you were a never-Trumper. Is that true, Martha Zoller? Are you a never-Trumper?
11: Have mercy. I voted for Donald Trump twice during both elections. I had every person on. I have defended him. But you know what? There's a few things he's done that I don't agree with, and I'm going to call it out when it happens. So if that makes me a never-Trumper, then I am. But I don't think so.
1: Oh no, it does, Martha. And I speak from experience here. Uh, if, <laughs> if no, if you if if you if you say, oh, his hair looks a little messed up today, you're automatically a leftist who hates America. So, well, you, and the
11: thing is, I stopped believing in the people I vote for a long time ago. I am not, you know, I want them to vote the right way and do the right thing. And I stuck with Donald Trump for a very long time over that. I'm not saying I'm not with him now, but what I'm saying is when you say things like he wants to suspend the Constitution, that's a problem for me
1: yeah it's it's tough uh, it's tough for a lot of people because they're the ones that get you know that that have to explain what the president meant to say uh, so it would have been nice for and I know what you're talking about over the weekend uh, talking about changing uh, parts of the Constitution so that uh, we could declare a new election. Um look, that, the problem is that distracts from the issue at hand, which is getting Herschel Walker elected to the United States Senate.
11: Exactly right. And that's what we're working on. I had Herschel on this morning. We talked with him at length. Uh, he's campaigning in all the right places. But he has a challenge because in the areas of Georgia, in, in the reddest counties is where he was the most behind Governor Brian Kemp in, on, on the November 8th election. So he's got a lot of work to do, but he's doing the work.
1: Well, that that's puzzling, again, because you would think that he would have done well in those red areas so that he could campaign in places like Metro Atlanta and pick up some of those independent voters.
11: Well, if you look at the map by county, basically from I-20 south, he only ran two points behind Brian Kemp. From I-20 north, not counting the metro counties, but like when you get up into north Georgia uh, in Hall County, in Dawson County, in Cherokee County, and uh, Union County, and uh, Oconee County, and Walton County, he ran like six points behind Governor Kemp. All the rest of the counties up there, he ran about four points behind. So he had a lot of work to do, but gosh, the early voting looks good. And then tomorrow they're predicting rain, so I don't know what that'll do to the turnout, but uh, we'll just have to see. But I think we'll know fairly early how this is gonna come out, like by ten o'clock.
1: So Martha, so people in in those counties, they went and they voted for Brian Kemp, but are you saying they did not vote for Herschel Walker?
11: Right. That's
1: correct. Wow, any indication? I mean, has the has the campaign been you know given any indication why that is and what they need to do to fix that for this, this runoff?
11: Well there are roughly you know two hundred thousand voters that did not vote for Herschel Walker that voted for Brian Kemp. But the gap between Walker and Warnock was only 35,000 votes. And, you know, if I'm Raphael Warnock and I outspent my opponent four to one and I only got 35,000 votes more, I would be unhappy about that. He knows that he's got an uphill battle, both Warnock and Walker. The polls are saying 52-48, but 10 years ago we had three-week runoffs. The last several, they've been nine-week runoffs. I don't think anybody knows what a four-week runoff looks like, Todd. So what I'm saying is get out to vote. It's in your polling place that you have to vote. It's not where the early voting was. Get out and vote. Don't assume your neighbor's going to do it. Get out and vote and bring your friends and neighbors with you.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and, you know, we've seen the polling data be all over the place. So I would completely discount where the polls are and just tell folks you got to get out, got to go vote. And and I know that some, some of the national luster has worn off of this race. Uh, but the reality is, um, when you uh, w- when you look at what's happening in the Senate, we need Herschel Walker. We need that Republican body up there.
11: Absolutely. I mean, the message is, and Herschel's been very on message over the last week. The message is, if you want somebody who votes like Joe Biden, then vote for Raphael Warnock. But if you want somebody that's going to vote like a Republican, vote for Herschel Walker. And that is the message he's taking out today. He's talking about What his priorities are, the border, fighting crime, being sure that, uh, we, we handle the problems that we have the right way. And he's staying on message. And, you know, it's just going to have to get every vote out there. And right now it looks like older people, 55 and older are turning out stronger than the young people. If you recall, uh, Walker, I mean, Warnock got a lot of the younger vote, but they're in exams and You know, uh, deadline. So uh, they are not turning out as big a number. But I still, either way it goes, I want it to be a big turnout. So there's no question who won.
1: Martha Zoller from WDUN in Gainesville, Georgia, very in the know when it comes to Republican politics there in that state. Um, Martha, the lieutenant governor uh, making a lot of headlines. Um, I want to play some audio. This is the lieutenant governor um, on CBS.
4: Earlier today, CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian discussed the runoff election with the lieutenant governor of Georgia. The Republican explained why he decided not to vote for fellow party member Herschel Walker.
5: I'm a conservative. Uh, I'm a conservative because I think it's the best way to govern. Uh, I've been a Republican a lot longer than a lot of folks. I think I've got kids probably that could articulate the conservative platform better than some of the candidates that Donald Trump and, and his, uh, his group uh, supported all across the country. You know, this wasn't the right brand for, for Republicanism. And I think uh, Herschel Walker will probably go down as one of the worst Republican candidates in, in our party's history. Martha, that certainly cannot be helping things out there.
11: It doesn't help. But, you know, Jeff, Jeff Duncan, I like Jeff Duncan. He's a great family man. He is a strong conservative uh he has he decided not to run for re-election because he saw the writing on the wall that he was not going to be able to be re-elected but what i would say is he also went on to say that he waited in line for an hour and talked to people and then he went just said he couldn't vote well they're tracking wait times in every county throughout this whole early early voting there was nowhere in forsyth county to have more than a 12 minute wait so you've got to wonder, did Jeff Duncan just say this to you know to further a media career? I don't know, but I do like Jeff Duncan. I think he's a good guy, but the words he's using are being used against Republicans
1: well they are and 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 that's that's unfortunate and again it's concerning uh the Republican Party's got to get it it's got to get its act together. We've got to have a unified message. Was Herschel Walker the guy I supported? No. But once he got the nomination, it's all hands on deck, and, and that's the way it ought to be. Uh, unfortunately, some on the other side don't seem to think that.
11: You know, I'm the same way. I voted for, I don't mind saying, I voted for Kelvin King in the primary, okay, but but Herschel Walker is who came out of the primary, and that's who I have supported throughout the general election and the runoff.
1: All right, uh, Martha. We're going to leave it there. It's going to be a crazy day tomorrow. Uh, do you guys anticipate getting all the all the votes counted by the uh, the end of the night?
11: Yes, I do. I think they'll. I will have enough in to be able to call a winner uh, because of the changes that we made with Senate Bill two hundred two that allows the absentee ballots and the early voting to be tabulated and reported earlier in the evening. So I think that we're going to have we're going to have a you know ten o'clock kind of night.
1: All right. Like to hear that uh, so we don't have yeah, to stay too. up terribly late. <laughs> All right. Martha Zoller, WDUN. Martha, always appreciate you.
11: Thank you Todd.
1: All right. There you go, folks. So uh, chaos in Georgia. We'll see what happens. Uh, Martha seems to be fairly uh, confident that they're going to have the uh, the votes they need. Uh, by the end of the night. All right, 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. We're getting to your calls in just a moment. We all know that President Trump has already announced Ron DeSantis rising fast in the polls, and Newsmax is conducting a poll. Do you want Donald Trump to run or Ron DeSantis? Who is your candidate in 2024? You can vote now in the Newsmax poll, Trump versus DeSantis. Text the word skip to 39747. That skip to 39747. It literally takes seconds to let your voice be heard. I tune into Newsmax every day for news I can trust. You can watch me on Thursday afternoons. Uh, they're beating CNN and some of the key ratings now. So many people are now making the switch to Newsmax. All right. Again, be sure to vote in the Newsmax poll. Text skip to 39747. We'll be right back. All right, great weekend of college football out there. Congratulations to my Tennessee volunteers heading down to the Orange Bowl in Miami. And, uh, Grace Baker, I'm already making plans. So I was uh, scouting out the hotels uh, last night looking at getting some tickets.
13: Yeah, I think it's very funny that they're going to the Orange Bowl and playing Clemson. So two orange teams.
1: It's going to be an orange out. It really is. That's what that's going to be.
13: Well, hey, I mean... A trip to Miami, Florida, doesn't sound too shabby for a bowl game.
1: Not too bad. I mean, we could be going to like I don't know Boise, Idaho, or someplace. So, that's I mean, true. I'm sure that's very nice this time of year, but it'll chilly. A little, chilly, a little well, bit chilly.
13: It's rainy and cold here in Memphis, so sunny beaches sound nice. True. And
1: by the way, uh, you've got uh, Arkansas and Kansas, and Kansas going to a bowl game for the first time since what two thousand seven, yeah, two thousand eight. So uh, uh, good for the Jayhawks. They're going to love Memphis. Um, they're <laughs> well.
13: Well, I was about to say Arkansas is going to have basically a home game. That's not a far drive for their fans at all.
1: No, they'll just have to you know drive across the um, the, the I forty bridge. Exactly. There you go. So uh, the big AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, congratulations to the uh, the teams there. Um, the key is finding a good hotel in Miami.
13: Yeah. See, I've never been to Miami, so I don't have any good tips for you.
1: Normally I'm there when a hurricane or something is passing through. So this will be the first time I'm going where, you know, it's just a pleasant trip. I was honestly hoping for the sugar bowl. But you know how it is with, uh, again, I don't get TCU being, still being in the final, in the, oh, uh, boy. in the top four. I just don't get that. My brother was so mad. They lost. That's what he said. But the problem was, the problem was, you've got all these folks that wanted to elevate Alabama over Tennessee. And the reality is, we beat Bama.
13: That's true. But what happened at South Carolina?
1: Well, we were just having an off day.
13: Yeah. Well, Alabama had another
1: loss too. They, to did. LSU? they did LSU. That's right. So then right. that
13: I understand, but the problem is you guys don't have your star quarterback, so it's going to be a tough one.
1: I th- yeah, I think we're going to pull it. I don't. I mean, Clemson may not have theirs. Oh, so that's a fair it, point. It could be a wash. evenly
13: matched. There you go. There you
1: go. There you go. And Deion Sanders uh the new head coach over at colorado that's bizarre you know he's catching a lot of flack he had a big uh kind of a um, a meet the team i heard briefly about and they this. they had the video the he basically said it's a new day most of you are not going to be here and you probably want to go ahead and enter the portal wow and he says that the parents the fans and the coaches deserve a heck of a lot better than what they've been putting out on the field Oof! so some tough love so you know, and people are giving Dion the what for, uh, for for two reasons. First of all, they're saying he turned his back on the historically black colleges and universities by going to Colorado. What? I don't buy that. I mean, it, come on. Okay. You know, any if you're a coach at a historically black school and you get picked to I don't know, coach at Tennessee or Alabama you're going.
13: Yeah, it's just kind of the way it is.
1: So anyway, but SEC. but the other part of it is he's just so mean. He was mean to those boys. Oh. They need Get to be it. you know exactly. They're athletes and they're out there and they're getting paid, you know, with the uh, whatever the uh, the funding is. Oh yeah. whatever yeah, that breakdown is. But regardless Um, whenever a team loses who always gets the blame the coach the coach so if i'm the coach i'm and i'm putting all my belongings into the u-haul and i'm driving all the way over to uh wherever in colorado boulder colorado and i'm just you know yanking up roots then you better believe that i'm going to field a team that i want to field. that's true i mean you're going there to win my job is on the line
13: (laughs) yeah you
1: better believe it sorry kid
13: I was kind of hoping he would come coach at Memphis.
1: There have been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, but look, they're six and six, and some people are just happy as pie.
13: Well, they're going to a bowl game. That's so, all they I care mean, about. That's all know. they
1: care. They don't care about you know the national championships. They just want to be six and six.
13: I want to win. Well, you know,
1: get a good coach. I'm we'll just see. saying. All right. But no, you got the coach. They've got the coach they want. And as long Which, as That's fair. as long as that makes the fans happy and and I have to imagine they're happy because they're like filling the stadium to the brim, right? Every game. Todd. I'm just saying.
13: How many coaches have Tennessee has Tennessee been through in the We last went through decade? a boatload. Yeah. So every program grows through that. Until
1: we until we, until we got the, the right one. The one you wanted indeed all i'm saying is for Deion sanders good for him good for him and if i were if i was in his spot i would do the same thing imagine this your job your job is on the line thanks to a bunch of what 18 19 and 20 year olds yeah sweet mercy goodness uh but i don't know if i'd yes indeed (laughs) he
13: can have that i'm good
1: all right let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 charles in north carolina on the line with us hey charles what's up
10: Hey, Todd. Well, hey, good luck to your Tennessee Vols in the Orange Bowl. Thank uh, you. My North Carolina Tar are in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, <laughs> which uh, might is just a euphemism for the Participatory Trophy Bowl, so go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Todd, hey, the reason for my call, uh, like everybody else, I've been listening and keeping up to date on you know, what's been released this weekend with Twitter, and Todd... I'm angry. I'm outraged. And I just think that unless something is done to break up this collusion between big business, big tech, the media, the government and the democratic party to collude to, you know, monopolize the country that we're headed for a national divorce. I mean, if we're going to stay together as a country, there has to be a set of rules that we can all agree by. So I wanted to just float something out there and get your opinion. Uh, I think one of the what needs to be done, and I'd like to see a Republican member of Congress do it in the next Congress. Maybe Herschel Walker can do it if he wins. But uh, just propose a constitutional amendment, a new amendment, the twenty-eighth amendment, which does three things. One, it makes free enterprise the official economic system. Real
1: quick, real quick, Charles.
10: Okay, but one thing it, it breaks up tech monopolies, and three, it prevents state capitalism from the government trying to direct or control the economy for political purposes.
1: well Char- charles look i'll address that after the break we're running out of time here uh folks uh, hang tight we'll be right back this is the todd stern show Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa said that the Democrats were giving the middle finger to the Hawkeye State. The uh, Democrats deciding to move their first um, primary to the state of South Carolina, away from Iowa. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, our good friend. He is the uh, head honcho, the guru of KXEL, the big blowtorch of the Midwest, Jeff Stein. Jeff, hope you're doing well today. I am doing very well, Todd. How are things in Memphis? Well, we're, we're doing good. Um, I, I have to imagine, Jeff, that uh, folks there disappointed in the decision uh, to move. And my understanding is they said the caucuses, or the cauckeye, if you will, uh, were just simply too white. You guys are just too white, Jeff Stein.
3: Yes, and that means we're bigoted and biased, and that's why Barack Obama's road to the presidency started here. I mean, it is such an offensive statement to make. Go ahead and say, people in the Midwest, and it's not just Iowa, by the way, it's the heartland of America, and this is the Democrat Party mantra. We don't care that you like your guns. We don't care that you cling to your Bibles. We assume that unless you live in concentrated areas, big cities, you must be racist and You must be out of step with the rest of the nation. And they've now said it loudly enough that their peers at the DNC have gone along.
1: Now, Jeff, I I saw your morning commentary, and you have a theory about why the Democrats did this.
3: There are a couple of theories about this. This has been in the works for a while. But here's the most recent example of why the person who is in the Oval Office is a petty, vindictive, mean old man. And as one who is becoming a petty, vindictive, mean old man myself, with each passing day, I can recognize it when I see it. Look, Joe Biden first ran for president for the 1988 election. He was at an appearance at the Iowa State Fair, and it was found that he plagiarized the words of a former leader of the United Kingdom. That forced him out of the race in the fall of 87, but it happened in Iowa. Then fast forward a couple of decades. He was running for president in 2008. He was down in the 1% to 2% range in the Iowa caucuses. His campaign ended. He pulled out the night of the Iowa caucuses. Then you come to 2020. He did not win. He did not get second. If I remember right, he got fourth in the Iowa caucuses and limped along to New Hampshire. The state that saved him thanks to Representative Clyburn of South Carolina. So look what you have here. You have Joe Biden, Todd, who lost in the Iowa caucuses not once, not twice, but three times, and he did not win Iowa in the 2020 general election. So the first chance he has for political patronage to give a big old bow-wrapped Christmas present to pay off the folks in South Carolina, he does it while still sticking a shiv in the side of Iowa.
1: Well, he sure did, and uh, it's it's got to be a big blow uh, to the people there, and especially the Democrats. I mean, that, that was a badge of honor. They uh, were first in the nation and uh, no longer first in the nation.
3: And the Iowa Democrats were dealt a raw deal in 2020, and this is another part of this whole scenario. The DNC chair at the time was Tom Perez, who made it very clear he did not like caucuses. I say because you can't control the will of the people as easily as with a primary where ballots start showing up from everywhere. So he required the people in Iowa and Nevada. Nevada also had a caucus. In order to report the results, you had to use an app, a bit of proprietary software that was required by the DNC. just happened to be developed by a DNC backer and donor just happened to have not been tried or beta tested. So, of course, it collapsed under the weight of what it was asked to do in Iowa and to a lesser extent in Nevada. It was a setup in that respect. And, and so the fact that this has happened, I think, is of longstanding where the DNC has tried to muscle states out of the way that didn't fit their vision of who should be the candidate Because heaven knows Iowans have liked Bernie Sanders over time. That didn't fit a narrative either, Todd.
1: Well, it's a fair point, uh, Jeff. And by the way, Jeff Stein on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, So really, do you guys have any sort of recourse, or is it a done deal?
3: Well, this is where it gets to be a lot of fun. You'll recall in past cycles, there were states that wanted to leapfrog ahead of Iowa and New Hampshire. Iowa and New Hampshire had a deal that the national parties bought into. Iowa would have the first caucus. New Hampshire would have the first primary. And so each state, their legislatures passed laws. So we have an actual law in the state of Iowa that says Iowa's partisan caucuses have to be held a certain number of days before any other event, guaranteeing that we're first in the nation. So if Iowa's Democrats, or rather what's left the shambles of the Iowa Democrat Party, if they want to follow Iowa law, they will have to hold their caucus before anything in South Carolina, New Hampshire, or any of these other early states. The question then becomes, will the DNC refuse to seat delegates if Iowa's selection process began early? That was threatened some 20-some years ago, but the party chair at the time, later became Congressman Dave Nagel, dared the DNC to not seat Iowa, and Iowa retained its first-in-the-nation status. So if Iowa Democrats want to follow the law, they're going to have to go first, but they could wind up with delegates who don't get credentials wow. at the convention.
1: This is fascinating. This is going to be fun to watch. Um, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Jeff, I know you've been uh, following politics there in the heartland for a very long time, who have you seen wandering around Iowa these days, Republican and Democrat?
3: Democrats, not so much, simply because of the fact that there's so much uncertainty uh, with regard to does Biden run, does Biden not run. You saw a number of people like Nikki Haley, like Mike uh, Mike Pompeo, like Tim Scott, like Christy Nome. They've been making trips to Iowa ostensibly to help Iowans get elected. Tom Cotton did the same thing, but he's pulled himself out of the running. These were folks that, in my mind, Mike Pence also, by the way, uh, a big visit around the time of the Iowa State Fair, and who doesn't like a good funnel cake, right? But they were all just trying to remind Iowans that they are there in the event Donald Trump did not run or if there was a stumble. So you've got people like Haley saying, I'll decide by the first of the year. Pompeo has said, doesn't matter what Trump does, won't change my decision. Those are the people that we have seen pretty frequently in the past six to eight months, Todd.
1: Fascinating. All right, Jeff, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Good stuff. We're going to be checking in with you a lot uh, as we head into 2024, and uh, let's see what happens with these crazy Democrats. Always here for you, Todd. Thanks. All right, Jeff Stein from radio station KXEL, our great affiliate there uh, in the nation's heartland. Well, we have some audio that uh, we just got from the Supreme Court, and I, I want to preface this by explaining what happened to the Christian Baker Jack Phillips. When he came under attack from Colorado authorities, he was ordered by the state to send all of his employees to a re-education facility. In other words, they had to go through this uh, this LGBTQ training Uh, That was required of the state, and uh, Jack Phillips said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Here is Justice Neil Gorsuch grilling the Colorado Solicitor General on those re-education camps.
12: I'm I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases. One you say is okay, the other one not okay.
2: Because the company, unlike our first example of the the speechwriter, Yeah. The company here says, in no uncertain terms, will they ever sell a company, a, a, a product or a service to a same-sex couple? No, what they size.
12: say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone, a, a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith, just as a speechwriter says, or the press release writer, the freelance writer says, I will not sell to anyone a speech that offends my religious beliefs.
2: But here they are defining their service by excluding someone based on their... That's their religious belief. Well, in Colorado, You can't change
12: their religious belief, right? No, but... but well, And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics, yes. in theory.
2: And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over over the past several years, and, and my friend has pointed to no example where this has been
12: applied... Mr. A, Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law did he not Mr. Olson he,
2: he went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with it was a reeducation program right it was not a re-education program what do Mr. you call Gorsuch. it it was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law
12: someone might be excused for calling that a re-education I strongly program. disagree Justice Gorsuch thank you Mr. Olson
1: wow by the way Neil Gorsuch has a great voice right I mean for a Supreme Court Justice well done Justice Gorsuch we should get him to grace. Let's see if he wants to fill in, you know, during the off season, He had come in and do the three hours of the show. Uh, this is a very powerful back and forth between the Supreme Court justice and the solicitor general. Because it tells you exactly what's at the heart of all of this. This is not about protecting religion. This is about destroying religion. This is about sending Christians to these re-education programs so they can be deprogrammed. They want to they want to stop you thinking the way you think if you're a Christian. And they want, they want you to think the way the state of Colorado wants you to think. So you're darn right it's a re-education program, and I'm glad Justice Gorsuch called him out on it. All right, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. Folks, if you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, you got to head over to ToddStearns.com. My little book, it's called Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. Wrote it with my good friend, Michelle Cox. It makes a great stocking stuffer. You're going to love this book. It's um, filled with great recipes, devotions, inspirational stories, our daily biscuit devotions with a drawl. Uh, you can get it really wherever you buy your books, but I would recommend going to our website uh, because I will be more than honored to sign a copy for you or for the person that uh, you're getting the uh, the book for. All right, this story comes to us from Richmond, Virginia. WRVA is our great affiliate there, and our good buddy Jeff Kantz alerted me to this over the weekend. So there's an organization called the Family Foundation. They do a lot of advocacy work. They're affiliated with Focus on the Family. So it's a Christian group, and they fight for traditional biblical values. So anyway, they were getting ready to have some sort of a Christmas get-together. It was a little private party. You know, we just have one at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse here in Memphis. And uh, so anyway, uh, about 90 minutes before the uh, start of the party, they get a telephone call from the restaurant, Metzger's Bar and Butchery. Are you familiar with this place? Metzger's Bar and Butchery. So anyway, the uh, the owner of Metzger's says, hey, um, we're going to have to cancel your party. you got to go find somewhere else to eat your steak supper because you're not going to be able to get it here. And the uh, Family Foundation, they're like, wait, wait what? What are you talking about? We we made reservations. We've people are about to show up. You can't just cancel the party. And they said, "Oh yes, we can." So the restaurant owners told the ministry that their LGBT wait staff, so the servers at Metzger's Bar and Butchery, had refused to provide service for the party. Apparently, somebody went online. They Googled this this organization and said, "Oh, they're anti-gay, so we're not going to be able to serve them." Metzger's went on to post a message on social media saying they have always refused to serve anyone for making their gay staff uncomfortable. Now, there's no evidence that the Family Foundation did anything, and they couldn't have done anything because their party was canceled before they could get there. Metzger says they've got a right to deny anyone service. You know, I remember a time, wasn't so long ago in American history, that people were denied service not based on their religious beliefs but because of the color of their skin that was ugly then and it's ugly now now some of you might be saying well wait a second if the bakers if they could deny service to a gay a, a gay married couple why can't why can't the restaurant ban the christians well there is a distinct difference here first of all they already entered into a contract. They had signed the contracts. They had, a, they had a reservation. They were going to the party, and then they yanked out the rug from underneath the Christians. But okay, I'm going to go along with your argument. Fine. Then it's important for people to understand that Christians are not welcome to eat dinner at Metzger's Bar and Butchery. So if you're a Christian, you need to let them know. And by the way, if you go to our website, toddsterns.com, We listed the telephone number of the restaurant, and we uh, provided you the email. So if you want to email these people, and I would encourage you to let them know what you think about their anti-Christian bigotry, because that's what it is, anti-Christian bigotry. And by the way, when you're making dinner reservations, and this goes for all of us, when you're making dinner reservations, you need to be sure to ask if the restaurant you want to go to actually serves Christians. Because some of them may not. And it's, I mean, this is, this is a reality in America these days. Anyway, the Family Foundation, they're being very good-natured about the whole thing, but they say, you know what, we're not going to go quietly into the good night. We're going to take a stand here, and we're letting people know this is what happened to us. The cancel culture mob came after us. And it's it's mighty shameful. But if you are a person of faith, and you know, I've thought about that a lot, Grace Baker. Where you know people know who I am, and I have been fortunate where i have I have not been denied service.
13: Yes, that's well, that's a good thing. Yet, yet, key word there.
1: But you know, it's coming eventually.
13: Yeah, it probably is, Todd. Probably
1: is. <sighs> It's sad. I mean, it's, it's sad. sad the, the world we live in, It, it is. just don't know. It is. But here's what gets me is the staff made the decision on behalf of the owners.
13: Yeah, and that's even more messed up. That just doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. get it.
1: I do not get it. But there you go. And I suspect there are, there are going to be more stories like this. Well, you saw what happened with uh, Sarah Sanders when she was White House press secretary. She and her husband and friends were eating at a lovely restaurant. In uh, right outside of Washington, D.C., I believe in Alexandria of Virginia. And the owner came over and said, you're not welcome to eat here.
13: Just minding their own business. Because
1: of your politics. That's ridiculous. And look, you know what? That's fine. That is fine. If they don't want Republicans eating at their um, establishment, okay, that's fine. But we just have a responsibility as a talk radio program to let people know.
13: Yes. Hey,
1: um, if you – was it the Red Hen? I think is the name of the – the Red Hen. Uh, if you're a conservative or a Republican, don't go eat at the Red Hen.
13: I mean, don't go somewhere you're not welcome. There's plenty of other options.
1: Absolutely. I'm sure there's like a Piccadilly cafeteria somewhere around, or and they have great pies. Um, it, it was a dessert fellowship they were doing, there, uh, a dessert party. Oh, okay. Um, or they could, I you know what, they could go to Chick-fil-A and get a nice platter of nuggets. Good point and probably save a few dollars Mm. in the process
13: get one of the peppermint milkshakes
1: oh those are delicious delicious you can't go wrong with chick-fil-a at the uh, the christmas party ain't that the truth i'm just telling you so anyway all that to say it's if metzger's bar and butchery again metzger's bar and butchery give them a call we've got their telephone number on the website and by the way you tell them that todd Starn said that we needed to call you anti-christian pickets yeah, go ahead. Use that language too, that verbiage. Shame on all of them. All right, folks, hour three of the big show coming up. We have that story over on the website as well, tonsterns.com. We'll be right back, America.
12: From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common-sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us,
11: that's right,
12: I love this American ride.
1: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. I trust you are doing well today. Thank you for hanging out with us. Wow, do we have a lot going on this hour. We're going to be talking to the uh, folks in charge of the Great Passion Play over in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And uh, there's a big war on Christmas raging over there. Uh, They've been ordered to remove a nativity scene from the city park. Do you think that's a problem? Is it wrong to have the baby Jesus and uh, Mary and Joseph and the wise men uh, there at the, um, you know, in the uh, in, in the city park on public property. Is that a problem for you? 844 747 8868. That's our toll free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. So we're going to get to that in uh, just a little while. Well, I've got to read this headline to you. Um, this, is, uh, this is the Supreme Court. Um, this is the headline. Supreme Court hears case pitting gay rights against free speech. And people are really upset at the New York Times over this. Uh, the uh, The big LGBT activist, they're saying this is disgraceful and it's editorializing. But in reality, the New York Times actually got this one right. They're absolutely correct. This is a case involving gay rights and free speech and, dare I say, freedom of religion. The Supreme Court hearing arguments earlier today over a case involving a Christian website designer. Her name is Lori Smith. She's been a guest on this program. Alliance Defending Freedom is her attorney. And the, the argument is that the state of Colorado is forcing Christian business owners to shun their beliefs, to leave their beliefs at home so their religious beliefs can have no influence on their business decisions. And if they do, they have to go through some sort of re-education camp. Now, I want to play some audio for you. We played this in in the last hour. This is Associate Justice Neil Gorsuch uh, having a conversation with Colorado's Solicitor General over another case and this one involved jack phillips the uh, christian baker who was sent to re- a re-education camp because he refused to comply with colorado law take a
2: listen
12: I'm, I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases one you say is okay the other one not okay
2: because the company unlike our first example of the, the speechwriter, yeah the company here says, in no uncertain terms, will they ever sell a company, a a, a product or a service to a same-sex couple? No, what they website.
12: say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone, a, a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith, just as a speechwriter says, or the press release writer, the freelance writer says, I will not sell to anyone a speech that offends my religious beliefs.
2: But here they are defining their service... By excluding someone based on their That's their religious belief. Well in Colorado, you can't
12: change their religious belief, right? No, but but well to, And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protecting characteristics yes. in theory.
2: And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we would heard about it over over the past several years and, and my friend has pointed to no example where this has been
12: applied Mr. A, Phillips did go through a re education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He, he
2: went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar with. It was with. a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused
12: for calling that a
2: re-education program. I strongly program.
12: disagree, Mr. Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. Olson.
1: All right, so now you understand what's at stake here. And I just feel terrible for these small business owners, but this is the reality. You will bend your knee to the radical LGBT agenda. You will do that, or they will destroy you. And that's the message here. All right, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. The FBI has been in close contact with Twitter, and it's it's been going on for a very long time. According to the New York Post, a new piece from our friend Miranda Devine, the FBI warned Twitter during weekly meetings before the 2020 election to expect hack and leak operations by state actors involving Hunter Biden, and likely in October. Now, why is all of this important here? Well, the FBI is doing some CYA. So the FBI knew that the Hunter Biden laptop had been stolen. The FBI knew that the Hunter Biden laptop contents were going to be leaked. The FBI knew that the Hunter Biden laptop computer was actually Hunter Biden's. And so what did they do? They decided to jump in and they decided to intervene in the midterm or rather in the 2020 presidential election. This was all in a sworn affidavit by Twitter's former head of site integrity, Yoel Roth. The warnings were so specific that Twitter immediately censored the New York Post scoop about Hunter Biden's laptop that came out on October 14th. Of course, now we know that there was no Russian misinformation campaign. This was all on the up and up. This was all legitimate. It's an absolute mess what's happening. But we have evidence now that the FBI once again was acting on behalf of the Biden administration. Keep in mind. Keep in mind, Donald Trump, yes, was still in the White House, but the FBI was working against Donald Trump. You have a and I've said this from day one and I catch holy you know what from it, but I don't care. I said that there were a bunch there were a lot more Peter Strzok and Lisa Pages in the FBI than we've been led to believe. Every time you go on go on cable news, go on Fox News, one America. And they'll be out there talking, Oh, but the rank and file, the rank and file. Okay, that's great. Where are the rank and file speaking out? Well, I'm telling you, is there are a lot of people in the FBI that wanted to destroy Donald John Trump. A lot of them. And you do wonder. And again, there was a survey done. And most Americans said they would have voted for Trump had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, but nobody covered it. As a matter of fact, nobody in the mainstream media is covering the Twitter files that are coming out, documenting all of this and backing up all of this. It's pretty despicable. Here's CNN, cut number seven.
4: This These are documents related to the internal discussions at Twitter in 2020 around a laptop that was found at a uh, laptop repair shop. shop that contained all kinds of really outrageous stuff from the president, now president's son, right? And inside Twitter, what you can see are all of these people who work there saying, is this real? This feels like Russian disinformation. Maybe it is real. Real arguments about how they should treat this material in an election year. Now, what some want you to think is that this was censorship by big tech. And that's why the president is saying you should throw out the Constitution because big tech is in cahoots with American democracy. That's what the president thinks. But what it sort of shows is a real struggle at an important platform for how to deal with something so outrageous, so explosive and and what to actually do with it.
1: Look, see, look in all seriousness, the FBI was running interference for the Biden campaign. That's what they were doing. A government agency, the FBI has been doing the same thing when it comes to the school boards targeting moms and dads. The FBI's been out there knocking down the doors of these pro-life, uh, pro-life organizers and activists. The FBI's been going after all of us. The FBI's been going after Trump supporters. The FBI's been going after President Trump himself. The FBI is out of control. And I will say this again. The FBI must be dismantled and disbanded. If you want to start all over again, start all over again. But right now, they are the de facto state police. Now, I just want you to think about this for a moment. You get a telephone call. Let's just say you're like, oh, you're a 23 year old. You're working at Twitter. You're an executive at Twitter. And you get a call from the FBI. What do you think you're going to do? That 23 year old kid's going to do exactly what the FBI tell him to do, right? It's the FBI. And that's if they're calling on the phone. But we know, according to this these documents, verified documents, sworn affidavits, the FBI was actually meeting with Twitter at Twitter headquarters. That's what this is all about. This is not so much about Hunter Biden's laptop as it is the FBI being turned into the state police and using their unlimited power to target and attack anybody that they believe to be a threat all right we got to take a break here 844-747-8868 you think we ought to disband the fbi 844-747-8868 we'll be right back all right brand new rasmussen report out this is interesting According to Rasmussen, most American voters believe there is a political motivation for the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Trump. 61% of voters in the survey say the appointment is politically motivated, although 50% approve of the Attorney General's decision to appoint a special counsel. That makes no sense. 34% of likely voters in the survey say the Trump investigation is not politically motivated, including 19% who say it's not likely at all. Okay, those are the people who have the TikTok accounts. It is what it is. Uh, By the way, Chuck Schumer was on with Rachel Maddow. This is back in 2017. I I want to give you some context here. This is when uh, Trump was going after the intelligence community. And he was laying it all out there. I mean, he was he was naming names. And even Chucky Schumer was freaking out over that. Take a listen.
14: This antagonism yep. is taunting to the intelligence community. You,
12: you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
7: What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but
12: I, from what I am told... They are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about.
1: So, look, uh, there you go. Six ways from Sunday to get at you. That is a very scary thing that Chuck Schumer admitted. I think they're all terrified of the intelligence community. Quite frankly, they're the shadow government. They get to do things, and the only reason they get to do things is because they've got the goods on everybody up on Capitol Hill. And they will try to destroy you. Can you imagine just let's just let's pick George W. Bush for a moment. Do you think George W. would have been able to to stand up to the scrutiny that Trump has had to deal with from when he was back on the campaign trail going all the way back to 2016? Do you think that George W. would have been able to, to, to tolerate that? I can't imagine any politician. I mean, they have done everything imaginable. They have accused the man of being a traitor. They've accused the man of, of cheating on his wife. They've accused the man of doing inappropriate things with um, sidewalk sallies in Russia. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. And yet every single time, it's proven not to be true. Every single allegation has proven not to be true. Every single investigation has turned up nothing at all. Nothing. The man hasn't done anything wrong. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is, what, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with rogue agents. You know, Trump was talking about the deep state. That was not a joke. That wasn't just a name. That wasn't one of his crazy nicknames. They really are the deep state. And you just heard Chuck Schumer himself say that there are six ways from Sunday to get at you. They're going to come after you. That's what that's all about. Oh, got to play this audio. This is the number two in the um, among House Democrats talking about her kid. Oh, her kid's really suffering. You got to check this out. Suffering climate nightmares. Cut five. But they've also
4: given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to, to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change.
1: <laughs> what is it with these Democrats and their children? What are they, te- what are they telling their kids? What, what storybooks are they reading to their children at nighttime? That's Catherine Clark from Massachusetts. She is the incoming House Democratic Whip, saying that her child suffered nightmares because of climate change. What is she doing? Reading the kid from Al Gore's book, An Inconvenient Truth, at bedtime? I know it'll knock you, knock the kid out, but geez, aloo, you don't want to put the the visions of uh, of the apocalypse in the minds of the kids. No wonder they're not sleeping good. That's like child abuse. Geez, aloo. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> you gotta check out Whoopi. Uh she's she's going after Christians. Uh, she says that all you Christians out there want to let gay people die. Cut number six.
3: I think people do see them as very differently. They if do. you have a religious or ideological conviction like that says. says abortion is killing a yeah. life, that is that is a very different position than saying equal protection under the law. But I have
14: a question about that because they always say it's protecting a life protecting a life. Mm-hmm. So where do people stand on war?
13: Well,
11: that's something well, else. that's inconsistent uh, well, but, but with again, the Republican But again, I'm just saying,
14: if we're you or, know, or if up, or gun control, control if we're going to talk what about what you know what we should be doing. I mean, quite honestly, I need all of the religious. People to understand that those who do not, who do not follow or subscribe to your beliefs also have rights in this country. They have the right not to believe. You don't have to, I don't have to believe what you believe. You don't have to believe what I believe. But you don't really have the right to stand and tell me that you're a doctor, but you won't take care of me because I'm gay. You know, you don't have that right anymore. We got, we, we fought because so many people died. Trying to get to a doctor and a doctor who would not see them. So when you talk about right to life, whose life are we talking about? Because if you're talking about what I believe and what you believe, when you have a Hippocratic Oath, you don't draw a line. You don't make those distinctions. And so for me, I I get very frustrated because I don't mind you not believing as I believe. I mind when you try to get in my way when i'm talking for myself that pisses me off to no end we'll be right back
1: all right so here's the deal uh where's the evidence where's the evidence that a doctor has refused treatment to a gay person i want to i want to i want to meet that doctor i want to see that news story but what doctors do not have a right to do and what and by the way doctors do have a right to tell a parent of a child who is seven or eight years old, no, I'm not going to mutilate your child's private parts. I'm not going to do that. And doctors have that right. These gender mutilation surgeries, the problem here, folks, 80% of the people that go through these surgeries as children eventually want to have it reversed when they get older. If you're you're 18 years old and you want to go through that kind of a surgery, fine, that's your right as an American citizen. Just don't make me pay for it. By the way, Methodist Hospital in Memphis, they capitulated, surrendered to the gay community, and they're going to resume transgender surgeries. A bit of breaking news there. Well, there you go. Money is more important than morals. This is the Todd Starnes radio show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. You knew the war on Christmas was coming. I just did not expect for it to to happen in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Um, There is a crazy story we have up on our website, ToddStearns.com. The mayor and the city attorney in Eureka Springs uh, told some good people who run the great passion play they had to take down a nativity scene a nativity scene that had been a tradition dating back, what, 72 years, I believe, uh, there in the city. Well, to help us understand what what the heck happened is Randall Christie, the executive director of The Great Passion Play. Randall, thank you so much for joining us today.
15: Well, thank you, Todd, for having me on and taking up this cause. I think it's a very worthy cause.
1: Yeah, So, so give us an idea of what happened. Let's take us back from the beginning here. What happened?
15: Well, about one week ago, uh, the mayor called our offices saying that we needed to take the nativity scene down out of the city park. Well, the nativity scene has been up for decades in the city park, and uh, recently the sorority that owned it donated it to our nonprofit foundation so that we can maintain it because it's been erected for 72 years. And we decided to help, you know, take responsibility. They are getting up in years. And so we uh, put it up with permission from the city. And then an individual decided they wanted to sue the city. And the city attorney advised the mayor to tell us to remove it. Well, I didn't sit very well with me, and I just refused to do it.
1: Good for you. Now, I understand that you sent a, an email or some sort of it. You reached out to your staff, and what did you tell your staff?
15: I told my staff to uh, anyone that called to tell them that the city attorney and the mayor of Eureka had demanded that I remove the nativity scene from the city park, and I am refusing to do so.
1: Well, I say good for you. Uh, I think this is um, this is something that Christians just have to start doing all over America. I mean, this is just a silly, nonsensical little argument here. Uh, you have every right under the Constitution uh, to put up that nativity scene. These things have been litigated uh, to death in the courts, and the mayor and the city attorney ought to know that, and shame on them if they don't.
15: I really do believe that the city attorney just did not do his homework, and— uh made the wrong decision and the wrong advice to the mayor now todd in just the last few minutes before you called me there's been a really big development in this Uh, there is an individual that is planning to sue the city and has notified the city that they will be filing a lawsuit against the city to try to force the nativity scene down but i've been on the phone with the mayor of eureka over the last just the last few minutes and he and i have agreed to stand together and fight the lawsuit to keep the nativity scene up
1: well i think that's great and the first step would be uh it seems to me the first step would be to put them to keep the nativity scene there is it still up randall has, it has is, it,
15: i'm standing here right beside it in basin park in downtown eureka springs wow And it is uh, still up. I was concerned that it might have been removed, but it is still up. And as I mentioned, the mayor has said that he and I are going to stand side by side. He has changed his mind and decided we're going to fight this lawsuit. If it takes no matter what it takes, we're going to fight this lawsuit.
1: Well, this is this is a great development and uh, good for good for the mayor. I I hope that he issues some sort of a statement. You know, we've been trying to reach out to City Hall, but they don't want to talk to us. And I suspect it's because our story went viral last night. Uh, And uh, we've been encouraging people just like you, pick up the phone, call City Hall, let them know where you stand on the issue of the nativity scene.
15: Well, you made a big difference, Todd, because a lot of people have been calling. And I think it caused the mayor to take a second look at this and realize what you said earlier, that Uh, Supreme Court's been pretty clear that it does not have to be removed from just because it's on city property in celebration of the national holiday Christmas. And so he and I have talked, and he did issue a written statement to me just moments ago that said they are going to officially permit the nativity scene and that he and I will stand together to fight this attack on Christmas,
1: Well, I am very happy to hear this news. And, and Randall, I know that uh, uh, several religious liberty law firms are going to be reaching out to you personally after our conversation. They've reached out to me, and they want to be able to lend a helping hand. And uh, so I think there are going to be a lot of people around the country that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, this is worth fighting for. And it goes back to something you wrote, uh, in a very powerful message on social media, where you said, you know, you're just tired of it. You're tired of people trying to take Christ out of Christmas.
15: I am, because Christ is the center of Christmas. Christmas is the appearance of the Christ. And it is possibly the oldest national holiday. And people everywhere, you don't have to worship Jesus Christ to acknowledge that his birthday is a national holiday. And, you know, that's what we're doing here. Now, personally, I do worship Jesus Christ, and it means a lot to me, but it's not establishing a certain religion when you include a nativity scene with your other Christmas decorations, even if it's on city property. So we're taking a stand against it, and I'm proud of the mayor. He has just notified me minutes ago that he is going to withdraw his Demand for us to remove it, and that he will stand with the Great Passion Play, and we will fight this lawsuit, no matter how far it goes, Todd. And thank you for standing with us.
1: Oh, we're happy to do that. Uh, we're always willing to jump into those kinds of fights, uh, Randall. Uh, and and you know, it's it's important that you guys do what you do. You alerted folks um you were able to come on the program and we're able to let people know hey here's what's going on here okay. and w- when enough people take a stand you're going to be able to facilitate change and the mayor if nothing else i don't know anything about your mayor but he knows how to count he knows how to count the votes <laughs> so that could be well, enough to true. sway and things i will
15: say the mayor claims uh to be a christian and he did say at the very beginning that he was upset that it was having to be removed but he did insist that it was removed but now he's changed his mind i think he's made the right decision at this time yep i know he has and and we're going to stand together i'm going to stand with him you know give credit where credit is due right
1: i love it and uh we we salute the mayor uh, randall christie is on the patriot mobile newsmaker line he is the executive director of the great passion play and randall i, I want to give you an opportunity with i have i have family members that have been to this event It is absolutely phenomenal, and I want you to tell our listeners what you guys do there in the Ozark Mountains.
15: Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. Our uh, great passion play of the Ozarks is outside the city limits of Eureka Springs, but we're very close, and for 54 years, we have presented the largest outdoor drama of Jesus, I guess, in existence. And over 8 million people have seen it. It's America's number one attended outdoor drama. And a few years ago, it had financially gone under. And God told me, I'll never forget it. It came so clear that I needed to come up here and help. And so, uh, I'm the owner of, uh, founder of 16 radio stations myself. And, uh, our network got behind it and, uh, <clears throat> we just we're putting on the story of jesus and it's better than it's ever been and it runs from memorial day through the end of october on the weekends uh every friday and saturday night and the people come literally todd from all over the world to see it the set is the size of a football field there's 150 people in the cast with camels and horses and sheep and it's a phenomenal production. Of course, I know I'm partial, but I'm just so thankful to be a part of it.
1: Oh, it's great. And and so um, my aunt and uncle, I have an aunt and uncle in West Memphis, Arkansas, Uncle Don. He calls into the show occasionally, and uh, my beautiful Aunt Sarah. And he sent me a message late last night. He says, Todd, you better get on this story. You're not going to believe what they're trying to do in Eureka Springs. And so when Uncle Don says jump, you got to jump. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad he alerted me to this. And, uh, Randall, where can people go if they want to get more information about attending uh, the Great Passion Play?
15: It's greatpassionplay.org. And just Google it. It'll come up, and we'd love to have everybody. We have a lot of folks from West Memphis and Memphis that attend here. Almost every week we have a pretty good crowd from the Memphis area.
1: You see, I love that. And so do you guys do this year-round? Uh,
15: goes from Memorial Weekend to the end of October. Wow! But we also have 600 acres where we have recreated old Israel, the tomb of Jesus, the tabernacle of Moses, the birthplace of Jesus, the inn where there was no room, and you get on a school bus and it's a guided tour. That's open all year round at two o'clock tour every afternoon except Sunday, and so we're we're right in the middle of of the heart of America, sharing Christ, and I'm I'm just very, very thankful, and thank you for letting me tell people about it.
1: Oh, glad to do it, Randall, and uh, folks, you got to check that out, and we're going to post some links to uh, to, to the uh, website on our live show blog, so you can find that. Uh, and go check it out. It's a great family-friendly event. Uh, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, the kids, put them all in the uh, the station wagon. I know nobody who drives station wagon. The SUV. <laughs> and um, and head on over to, to check that out. Right. Randall, uh, look, thank you, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the program. And uh, we're going to do our best to, um, to stay on top of this. And let's hope that you guys don't have to go to court. But regardless, uh, you guys took a stand. Well done.
15: Well, we'll let you know what develops. Thank you, Todd, for all the stands that you take.
1: We're happy to do it. Uh, Randall Christie, ladies and gentlemen, the executive director of the great passion play. And, you know, this guy didn't have to take a stand. You know, they could have just done their passion play, and they could have just gone quietly into the good night. But, no, he saw that something was not right, and he stood up. And uh, now the mayor, thanks to your telephone calls, and I'm telling you, folks, uh, you guys lit up the phones at City Hall. And now the mayor has seen the light and all is good. We have religious liberty firms that are going to get involved and um, shepherd them through this process if, in fact, this uh, unnamed uh, citizen files a lawsuit. And uh, we're going to be there to fight the good fight and share the news with you. Wow, Grace, I feel like we we should just end the show now. I mean, we have done our deed.
13: Well, I think that would be a good note to end the show on.
1: And it's only Monday. That's true. It is only Monday.
13: A lot going on. Oh,
1: geez a If we can only get to the Paul Pelosi uh, 911 calls and the body cam footage. That's true. But one... One battle at a time.
13: One thing at a time, Todd.
1: So well done, you awesome people out there. And we we have a lot of listeners out in the, the Little Rock area, K A R N, I know you guys are fired up about this, uh, but certainly some good news. Share with us on the program. It looks like the mayor is going to fight to keep the nativity in place. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show all right grace baker i have a question for you you're a woman of the world that makes me sound bad no it's not a bad thing i mean you just know things Uh, i guess so you've experienced life i sure so, have you ever had this? Uh, they're they're calling it dirty soda, is what they're calling it. It's a it's a commercial. What with, in the world? Is it Lindsay Lohan? I think and uh, with, yeah. Santa, with oh, Santa Claus. I remember her. And so she's um, the, it's you mix Pepsi Cola and milk together, Ew. and then you swig it.
13: I already don't like Pepsi very much, so this is not a very appealing proposition for me.
1: Well, it's it's very bizarre. Um, so I was listening to our morning show, KWAM, uh, this morning, driving in, and the guys said they're going to try it out tomorrow on the air. I told them they're going to have to stay away from all the equipment yes, because I suspect somebody's going to be like Old Faithful, the geyser. It's gonna, oh. They're going to be spewing.
13: Yeah, that doesn't – I will say one thing, though. We do like, or at least I like, root beer floats that have its soda – an ice cream in it.
1: Yeah, well, that's I think so that's it's dairy different. with the yeah, soda.
13: I'm just uh, trying I, to compare something to compare. I don't it know
1: to. if if anybody has had this. It sounds absolutely disgusting, but basically you milk you mix milk with diet Pepsi and then you drink it. And apparently Wait, diet it's a thing Dude. or with Pepsi.
13: Oh, I was going to say that makes it even worse.
1: Oh, I can't imagine a diet. You got to have the sweet end of the sugar.
13: Yeah, I'm a I'm a Coca Cola kind of gal. Right.
1: Anybody's had this? Let us know 844-747-8868. But I remember back in my, and Grace, I know you've never heard of this, Laverne and Shirley. Great, great sitcom from the 1970s. And they used to drink, uh, I forget who it was. Was it Laverne or Shirley Feeney who drank the uh, milk and Pepsi?
13: I wouldn't have. And I remember
1: thinking as a small kid, I am grossed out here by this.
13: Well, that's a very natural reaction. It doesn't to have. look
1: normal. I don't even no. think. I don't think the milk would actually mix with the Pepsi. The milk would be like, "What are you doing to us?" I I just don't get that. Anyway, give us a call eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight if you've ever had milk and Pepsi. Um, maybe it's I don't know. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like uh, chitlins. You know, it's just an acquired thing, I suppose. Delta Airlines is uh, making headlines. Delta Airlines has um, ticked off just about all of their passengers by announcing they're no longer going to allow you to use their Sky Club lounge if you fly economy. So (laughs) I'm actually a big supporter of this, but when uh, when you fly Delta and you've been to the Sky Club, it used to be something that was nice and relaxing, and now you're better off just going right to your gate it's it's pretty horrible i want to go to the phones here because we're running low on time pastor john in kentucky now pastor i'm shocked that a man of the cloth would know about dirty soda but go ahead
6: no actually it was done on a tv show laverne and shirley penny marshall mixed coca-cola and milk together i just wanted to give that to you a bit of trivia
1: so it was so it was coca-cola and not pepsi cola
6: that's right, whole milk and Coca Cola. Oh, they drink it right down.
1: Has have you ever had that, Pastor John?
9: No, and I don't have any immediate plans in the future, brother.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> guess it's I guess it's a thing. I I, I don't know. I, I do not know. But uh, well, okay, that's it's just very odd. But I'm, it, anyway, it's in the latest Pepsi commercial, and uh, people are going bonkers over this.
15: They do got to do it. Coca
1: Cola milk. If they're going to do it, it's got to be whole milk. You see, and I just uh, you see, I just don't want it when it's when it's a Coca Cola. I just want a Coca Cola.
12: I'm sorry, I got to call it woca Cola. Remember what they oh, did?
1: Oh, Woka Cola. That's great. <laughs> all right, Pastor Pastor John, thank you. Uh, Love you. All right, take care now. Well, that's a relief. You never know. So. Is it a thing here, Grace? I mean, the phone's lit up with people saying, hey, yeah, we, we kind of, we love that stuff.
13: Well, apparently the whole Coca-Cola milk combo has been a thing for quite a
1: while. You see, this is a Coca-Cola crowd. I, yeah, I,
13: including I mean, me. I'm sorry.
1: No, yeah, I'm not a big Pepsi person.
13: I don't like it either.
1: I will say this. All you people over in is Newburn, North Carolina... You have They have a great Pepsi-Cola museum really in downtown New Bern. Okay. I was wandering around. We were doing a book signing out there, and uh, it's a pretty neat little thing. They have all sorts of great historical documents.
13: And then you've got the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: That's true. I will say this. As I was uh, taking a tour, at the very end, they have a little counter there. I said, would you like something to drink? I said, I'll have a Coke.
13: No, you didn't. Oh,
1: yeah, that was Dad. right. I know. it. couldn't help myself. All right, folks, great show. We're going to try this all over again tomorrow. In the meantime, check out ToddStearns.com, and you be good, America. And go vote tomorrow in Georgia.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's